not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Podcast Beyond. 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 <laughs> I don't like any of this. I like that intro. I liked it because it had a Western flair. Like you the- thought I was some kind of crazy man, but it turns out it was me, Max Scoville, the whole time with my clever disguise. I was wearing a hat for those of you only listening to audio. Anyway, here we are, Podcast Beyond, episode 459. Brian has never been this disappointed in me in his entire time working Which with me. Which is shocking. He's been working with you for five years. I'm Max Scoville, joined with Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Max. usually sits over there. I don't know what's going on with it's this. It's a mystery. It's really weird. Completely messes me up. Andy Goldenrod. I had to Sorry. wear a hat to cope with the weird seating arrangement. Uh-huh. Brian Altano. Brrah, brrah. And Marty Sleva. I got demoted. That's why I sit in the <laughs> yeah. chair of shame. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, no, was, was I in the chair of shame previously? Yeah. Oh, dang. Were you not associate senior head of feature? Oh, no. I'm. Uh, titles don't matter here. Got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, we have, so it's a bit of a minute since we did like a proper episode. We had like yeah. that TGA or we, the the PlayStation event live show, and there was yep. a play, uh, PAX panel. Yeah, yep. uh, I feel like the four of us haven't been on in a long time. No, it feels uh, like it's. Been I don't a think the last time I was with three of you was four fifty with Greg and Colin, and the last time we did an episode in here with the four of us. It was episode 370. We were talking about our predictions for the Order 1886. Wow, I think yeah. it's going to be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so here we are. Uh, it's TGS this week. It's yeah. the Tokyo Game Show, and there's lots of great news coming out of it, such as two new Vitas <laughs> in Japan. And yeah. this, so last night was the pre-TGS press conference Sony mm-hmm. does every year. You're doing a lot of PowerPoints at people. Yep, that's coming across. Which was on midnight, right? <laughs> It started midnight Pacific time, yeah. yeah so I was, getting, I was just getting wet drunk at a bar, and you were texting me like, there's men on stage, and Dane and Rampa's here, and I'm like, I'm very drunk right now. Yeah, so aside so, from the two exciting new colors for the PlayStation Vita, <laughs> Sony's most popular system to date, what came out of this conference? Uh, probably the biggest thing, the, the two biggest things were Kojima got on stage, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, and talked a little bit about that stranding, um, and we'll, we'll go into what he said in a little bit. That was sort of the last thing at the end. Uh, the other, The only big thing other than that was, yeah, a lot of hardware stuff. They kind of... Very briefly recapped the PlayStation meeting of the PS Pro and the or PS4 Pro and the new Slim model. Uh, they made a way bigger deal. The Slim model Asia is getting like ten bundles uh, that we're not getting uh, with existing PS4 games. For... There was a there was an Asian press conference that day. Yes, the day Which we was... got the PS. Did the you Slim... see any of it? Yeah, it was like bombastic. There was like they were having the confetti. time of their damn lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it made no sense that like they had this like this box that pushed the, out of the ground. consoles out of yeah. the ground. There was funfetti everywhere. And I was like, yeah. where was that energy? Like I like I understand that that was a very highly technical conference we saw here in America. But like, where was any of that energy? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, zero pieces everyone, of glitter. Everyone yep. was making the joke that it was like an ASMR video. Yeah. So it was yep. just like. PlayStation's got a bunch of new powerful things that it can do, and using the teraflops, you can you know, get up to four new characters on screen, but they don't have to be good characters. It could be segments. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot see Mark Cerny in, in conferences without thinking of James Spader and Secretary. And it's just kind of really... Yeah. All right, Knack is back again in Knack 2. Knack, why don't you put both your hands on the desk? Very good, Knack. Anyway, uh, so on. at the TGS conference, uh, they did show off uh, the first actual custom... Because like a lot of those bundles are, I think there were legit ten that there was like a Battlefield one, an Uncharted one, a Persona one. There's a bunch of those, but the first one they've shown that's actually custom branded, which is now also coming to the U.S. and Europe, is a Final Fantasy 15 Lunar Edition. Yeah, it looks so cool. Got Luna? big. It's got a moon. It's got a big shiny moon on it. <laughs> the big it, moon. It's, uh, it lights up. And it's got a 15, and it's yeah, got the a moon, 15 the moon lights up. Really. Yeah, the moon lights up. Well, I don't think it lights up. It's oh. uh, it's like uh, <laughs> why'd you say no, that? Because it's uh, what's it called when it catches the light? It's uh, not like lenticular, but uh, mirror shield reflective. It's the mirror shield. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like foil, <laughs> like foil. Sure, yeah, something right. like that. Chromium edition. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> so, yeah. Fans so of the that, genre will care. Uh, they showed that, and then they cut straight into this Vita reveal, which was like what a do cool... they call it when the moon hits the pile? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a moray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they cut straight to this trailer that for one second, like it showed like a joystick, and it showed like the little Vita, like the PlayStation button. Mm-hmm. For like one second, I was like, oh my god, are they actually announcing a new Vita? That would have been uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that conference was a little weird. 
But yeah, they actually just uh, showed two more colors in their existing set. Japan already had some really cool colors, uh, only I think one or two of which we've gotten here. Uh, but in addition to that kind of like very cool bright blue they've had uh, that came to the U.S. earlier this year, there's now an orange and a silver model uh, that are that are coming to Japan that are pretty cool looking. Same price, no price cut, nothing exciting. Did they, really, um, did they show any Vita software? Yes, uh, they showed like we got a new trailer for Dangerampa Three. We found out there's a female protagonist. That's exciting. Uh, Shout they out showed to women. A lot of random little <laughs> shout out to women. On the, uh, <laughs> no, don't uh, shout don't, don't, Yeah, exactly. Don't shout don't, at them. We're just giving them propers. Uh, they showed a few. Yeah, I mean, they showed some things that are coming to both, uh, like some smaller titles. Uh, and then they talked a lot about Dragon Quest Builders in one segment. Because uh, Square, I mean, it's Square, right? Square is bringing, uh, they already got I Am Setsuna in Japan that we didn't get here on Vita. But then they got Adventures of Mana, which we did get. And then Dragon Quest Builders and World of Final Fantasy. Are both coming. Either way, they said the word Vita like a hundred times, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, in 2016 mm-hmm. at an official Sony press conference. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the same the same guys that haven't really had anything to say about Vita for a very long time, uh, aside from a couple. What was it, like a year ago? We got that weird like it's a legacy system. Quote. Oh yeah, which that wasn't good. Yeah, yep. which that I mean, retracted immediately. Yeah. we did. I mean, beyond that, there were some cool beyond. There were some cool <laughs> saddest beyond. There were uh, Neo got a release date uh, in February worldwide. I think Greg Neo. Collins' last episode was the saddest <laughs> beyond. <laughs> and this is Neo the N I H O N I O H. It's yeah. like Samurai Dark Souls. Uh, is the thing we keep it's, calling it. The dude straight up looks like Goth Geralt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got a release date for Kingdom Hearts two point eight, January, uh, which is in January. Man, Q one is real busy. Yep. Especially ah, with- January twenty fourth, otherwise known as uh, uh, Christmas two. Yeah, the, sequel. the Revenge of Christmas, well, Christmas Eve too. Electric Boogaloo. Yep. I've been saying that for years, man. <laughs> 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 right. I don't know. <laughs> like a ghost showed up. I don't know. You're being <laughs> a sourpuss, all right? Uh, we also drink got... your tea or whatever's in that weird cup. It's, it's nice coffee. It's chuffy. We, it's very weak. Maybe that's yeah, the that problem. Drink your bull light. semen or whatever. I already did. Weird. I've had a, a large bolus of bull semen, and it's great. I'm pumped full of taurine. What Ma- do you want? Max is drinking a sugar-free Red Bull, which is evidently made from the semen of bulls. Yeah. It is. Yeah, Apparently, cats don't get taurine. They go blind. That's true. Uh, yeah. Probably the last interesting thing, and I'll shout out Japanese games, is that we got uh, this weird collection. That's uh, It's like a Tecmo All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk uh, about this. What is it? It's... Almost like Smash Brothers, but for like Ninja Gaiden and for Atelier and for like so a lot of the. So is this? Is this it's the like the TNA wrestling. Yeah, it's got Bo Jackson from Tecmo Super Bowl. If I'm not wrong here, this is this is not. It's not like a Super Smash exactly. It's, no, 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 no. It's Dynasty Warriors. It's a Miso. It's, yeah. it's basically yep. like if you took uh, Hyrule Warriors or Dragon Quest Heroes, but took all of uh, Tecmo Koei's large cast of recognizable characters and yep. made them playable. So you've got like. Ninja Gaiden characters and, and Dead or Alive characters and yep. that guy, whoever that man is. Yeah, there's not. I mean, it's uh, basically they did. There's a thing called Warriors Orochi, which is a, a bunch of characters from Tecmo games that were mashed up previously. This isn't quite like that. This seems to be more along the lines of like a, a yeah, like a Dynasty Warriors, like a typical Musou thing. But yeah, we don't know. I mean, uh, the, they showed an image that did. It showed uh, Ninja Gaiden. It showed Atelier. It was super quick. It was just the end of Tecmo Koei's little section. I'm gonna, when I go to French restaurants to impress girls, I order, the, I order the typical Mousseau. <laughs> <laughs> Being single is very difficult. I think, I think you're doing great. Would you like to go to a French restaurant with me? <laughs> I'll order your most typical Mousseau. Right. I'm pronouncing that terribly. Sui Mousseau. Yeah, it was, it was I a bet you did a lot of Mousseaus. <laughs> So fun because it was so weird. Yeah. Uh, Japan conferences are just wonderfully yeah. just odd, and yeah. there there was a weird. It beg- literally began with a rap about like all the <laughs> Japanese games they were going to cover. Um, Last Guardian didn't really get a call out. Uh, you know uh, the it delay was yesterday, yeah. but um, that wasn't really highlighted in the conference at all. Uh, yeah, I guess then, we, we don't have it on here, but it's delayed uh, about two months to December December sixth, which yep. is yeah. the same day uh, South Park and Dead Rising are coming out. Yep. We and, put it on here because we also Gravity don't put on here every time the sun rises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, we got yeah. a cloud in the sky today. I mean, I, I think the, the it's nighttime thing, again, yeah. everyone. <laughs> the big thing that was featured last night in terms of first party was yeah. Gravity Rush Two, which is now kind of just in the shadow of the Last Guardian. Like yeah. it's kind of like that now gets four days in the spotlight before the. Most anticipated first party exclusive. Yeah, and I want to I want to add real quick that neither of those games nor the PlayStation VR are getting any anywhere near the marketing push I would expect for games that are going to be out within the next two or three months. I mean, especially yeah. PSVR. I mean, that's literally less than a month. Right? I'm it's like, one yeah. month from today. So, yeah. and I was thinking about that. I'm, I'm wondering it's, if it's because it's sold out everywhere. 
and it's like, why bother? But I mean, that's never stopped anything before. Sure. I yep. mean, the iPhone sold out, right? Yeah. But they're they're but still going to advertise ads. it like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about all that. Like, I'm wondering if they're just setting things off to die. Like, you're going up against a, a very, very heavy uh, Q4 with yeah. just hundreds of games to play. Well, um, yeah, and you're fighting even, for a lot of real estate. Yeah, and it's not even like first parties against first parties. It's just people have a finite amount of money to spend on games. And between Titanfall and Battlefield and Call of Duty and Mafia and like there and Final Fantasy, like there are a lot of games. And Sony wants you to also buy these very expensive pieces of hardware yeah. in the uh, Pro and in PSVR. And it's just like. I only can buy X amount, and so yep. I don't know where to put it. One of those yep. things goes hand in hand with a very heavy, uh, very expensive TV. Yeah, uh, that, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were also talk- we were talking on Up at Noon about the the slew of new products that they're talking about: their new headset, their sure. new camera. Yeah, um, there's a new controller with the light bar. There's the twenty four dollars plastic uh, dinner tray stand. that yeah. you can oh, yeah. put your system on. Yeah, they're launching a lot of stuff. You're just not really. I mean, I don't see them. They're not going to do like a, a football commercial for the dinner tray. <laughs> but, <laughs> Stop calling it. A t- I kind of wish that's what it looks like. I kind of wish they just would see like ads on buses for it. And yeah. be like, don't you hate it when you PlayStation touches the thing it's on? What if it was suspended? Yep. Small distance. Have you ever wanted your surface. hamburger to be vertical? It's not really. Totally fine with horizontal hamburgers. Like if you ever want your PS4 right? that can already stand on its own? Net where are you going? <laughs> Reduces the heat output by yeah. over seven yeah, percent. That, that feels like something that probably should just been in the box. It should have been free. I mean, yeah, yeah. That feels like it looks. It, I mean, I don't know. We maybe it's maybe the industrial design and that you know vertical where it is stand free. is incredible. Uh, Party City. <laughs> And if you get two, you can fill, fill one of them with mixed nuts. I mean, this is a this is an insane, very busy fall for Sony in yeah. a way that we don't think of as a busy fall because there are no games. Yeah, I mean, not no games. There are plenty of games, like Marty said, on third party, yeah. uh, and then kind of this sad December, I guess, is where their first party <laughs> stuff is going. But uh, now Gran Turismo is delayed out, Horizon's delayed out. Like we're not getting a big fall 2016 push from Sony, uh, mm-hmm. but what we are getting is a whole lot of hardware i mean the fact that they're launching vr and the new slim model and pro is is a lot for them i guess and maybe too much in terms of marketing for games and stuff like they're gonna have to do one of those things like remember when you were watching nickelodeon in the 90s and like you'd watch a cartoon and then there'd be like a 30 minute infomercial for like an exercise bike yeah they're gonna have to do that for their products because they have so much stuff and i don't think i think their assumption is that it's a lot of it has been known for so long that they don't need to talk about it. But PSVR is something you should probably be yelling from the rooftops. This is the new way to play video games instead of just being like, ah, they'll figure it out. Also, because the amount of money and R and D I imagine yeah. they put into it oh, is yeah. terrifying. Yep. Well, yep. I mean, let's. Yeah. I mean, well, we, I do want to come back to Kojima, but I mean, let's segue. Let's talk about the the demo disc that comes with this thing. Like, yeah, which I think is probably the smartest thing uh, mm-hmm. they've done. So uh, in uh, North America, and I believe in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, if you buy a PSVR, you get an eighteen game Can we- demo disc. Can we run down this list and just talk about what we've played and what, what it is? Just yeah, and we can also talk show. about the I've never heard this before. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, Alamet. Alamet is uh, actually a short film, from what I understand. It's an interactive short film, and it's based on a Hans Christian Andersen story. It's it's supposed to be like it is the first short film in VR that everybody says is like. So Oscar is this a caliber. demo for a short wow. film, or okay. is this just no, the I mean, short it's, film? It's an okay. interactive film. Like it's literally in 360 degrees. I mean, you can cool. walk around the protagonist. Like you no, can, I'm just I'm curious yeah. if this is literally the entire I mean, short film, or if this is a scene from the. Oh short yeah, film. I have no idea. I would yeah, assume it's the full thing, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird. I mean. It, it, this says demo, right? And the blog post specifically says game a bunch of times. Yeah. But it's kind of, you get into that word experience, that means mm-hmm. a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Battlezone, which is, of course, that's like a classic Atari tank game. Yeah, yeah. old tank game. Yeah. It's like Battle- Tron style. Yeah. Yeah. Battlezone. You shoot tanks with your head. Yeah. Uh, Drive Club VR. This looked really cool. I've played this in VR before. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's going to be one of those ones that, like, I, I love this because this is the return of the demo disc. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some, some of my favorite games, I would say, are demo discs. Yeah. Yep. Like, I had a broken ass uh, like PlayStation Magazine demo of Thrasher Skate and Destroy, where you could fly through walls and like get stuck in voids, and it was yeah. like that was an unfinished demo of yeah. a level. But it yeah, was they like, just put it out. Yeah, I had yeah. the uh, like the Fight Night and the Burnout demos around the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. launch, where I like I played those things hundreds of times. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I was like, I haven't seen this from Sony in a long time either. I remember when I bought a PSP, I was like, for sure this is going to come with a UMD full of demo discs. Yeah. And it said it came with a UMD full of like Method Man and Red Man movie trailers. <laughs> like, oh like, man, now I can watch How High on uh, Plus. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, so I mean, I, Drive Club seems like the kind of thing that totally works perfectly for this. Sure, where... and I mean, that's driving games sell the fidelity of new hardware. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also how the very first time we ever heard the rumor that Sony was making a VR headset was the idea that Evolution was testing a VR version of Drive Club. So it's funny to see that kind of come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then there's Eve Valkyrie, which is uh, real complicated. That was actually one of the first. Uh, one of the first games I played in VR. It was I my very this, first. Yeah, I played this in that uh, was actually built for VR. Mm. Um, this was for the early version of the Oculus when it had like duct tape on it still, and they were like, "We don't know what we're doing, but we're trying it out anyway." And it's kind of cool to see that this is actually, you know, it's going to be like a, a launch title, basically. Yeah, yeah I, play, that, I played this E3 on 2013 on an old Oculus. It was the first VR thing. Yeah, I, I played, played this on yeah. PSVR at Tokyo Game Show. I think I told the story on the show, but I had like a Japanese woman kind of yelling in my ear, and mm-hmm. I was wearing uh, a clip. I was holding a microphone. And wearing the headset, and I also had I was hosting a video and getting yelled at and doing this thing at the same time. And by the time I got out, I was like, I need to throw up. <laughs> and I didn't. But yeah, yeah it's against the Geneva. Yeah, uh, this is like a full-on dogfighting. So you'll, you'll, you'll get yeah. spun around like in there. Dog, then there's like uh, there's well. Nog, which yeah. is uh, that awesome. Nog the, is that's like the double fine one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, double fine. Yeah, they're publishing. Oh, it. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, Nog is um, it's like a cross between um, Hohokam and something with like dollhouses I feel like is yeah. that really a game like you're yeah. kind of looking at these weird dioramas that are in people's heads and you gotta like mess with stuff and yeah. you gotta, it's like, like a puzzle a within it's, each one yeah right? and you get this really satisfying interaction yeah. where you're like messing with stuff and you're sort of futzing around and all of a sudden another part opens up and yeah. it's almost like those old like a, like a Mighty Max or a Polly Pocket or one of those old Star Wars micro machines it reminds yeah. me a little of Monument Valley as well yeah perspective and everything oddly enough this is the one PlayStation VR game I've played that made me feel like a tiny bit nauseous because oh, there's like a part where you like between missions or levels or whatever that just throws you through this like kind of vortex thing where seven people throw up in your face yeah, <laughs> after you uh, solve the puzzle that just shows you a dog with diarrhea it's really gross <laughs> um, but no it like puts you through this tunnel and I was just like whoa that's a little bit of a you know butterflies feeling mm-hmm. uh, harmonics music VR Harmonics, music, and VR. Yeah. 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 It's a bunch of rhythm stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's you exactly what You should know what that is, is by now. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, what is Headmaster? I got them mixed up with Headlander. Uh, so. That's the one. It's like, um, the, you've seen the logo for it because it's all over every Sony booth. It's like um, a soccer, a guy with a guy in a top hat with a soccer ball for a head. And it's basically like a headbutting game. Where oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You're like hitting soccer balls into a, almost like penalty shots or whatever, but with your head where okay. you're, you're lining up a shot and hitting into a goal. And then like the physics changes depending on if it's a soccer ball or like a beach ball or God, this whatever. Fe- this feels so much like the launch of the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, carnival yeah. games. Like, so, yeah. yeah, carnival games. Did you see carnival games is coming to VR? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's 2K's first yeah. VR game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, here they lie. What uh, is that? That they announced it e Three, I believe that was on Sony at E3. It's um, if I'm thinking of the right thing, this is a first party game, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is the one. I mean, it's just, it's like another horror, scary hallway okay. game, basically. It almost uh, like a PT or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, is yeah. what it looked like. I mean, I don't know a ton about it, but that's yeah. what it looked like from the thing. Hey, a cool trick if you uh, if you like the idea of horror in VR and uh, you can't afford a. a you know, PlayStation VR headset. Just don't pay your power bill, and then you'll have lots of dark hallways to That's explore. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, free actually. Yeah, you actually it's save actually less money. Than free. Yeah, it just messes up your credit rating. Uh, Job Simulator. This yeah. is one of my favorites in VR. This is like one of those kind of like Goat Simulator, Octodad type things where yeah. you're basically just messing stuff up. Uh, this is. I love this because it's got kind of this portal sense of humor where it's like, oh, this is what people think things are like in the distant future. It's like, oh, this is what office work was like yeah, in yeah. the 21st century. But yeah. it's like got robots you can throw coffee at and you put like donuts on the copier and it just yeah. craps out more donuts. And yeah. Like, and each thing's a job. It's like the mundanity of being a mechanic or yeah. a line cook or, or working in an office. It's such a good first VR experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Jen was actually here yeah. uh, and did an awesome job with it. Like it, I love watching people experience VR specifically with Job Simulator because yeah. – uh, we tell the story a lot in here, and I did the same thing, so I shouldn't make fun of him because I did it right before he did. But our boss, Steve Butts, we were all watching him play Job Simulator, and he dropped his coffee cup under the desk in the in the office level, and he went to re- like literally physically reach down for it, but he put his arm out like he was going to lean on the desk, and he just fell because yeah. the desk wasn't actually there. Yeah, right. And that was the same thing I did the first time I played this because it's it feels immersive enough yeah. that you forget. This is a there. really good first VR. Like this is yeah. when Alana's dad was visiting. She had him. This is the first VR thing he ever yeah. played. Yeah. Yeah. And he totally got into it. Yep. Uh, then there's a play- PlayStation VR Worlds, which is the one where they put you in a Shark Tank with the Scuba Man. Yeah. I think this it's, sort it's of a bunch com- of different. This combined like, a lot of the things we saw before, London like the, the, heist, the heist. Yeah. And, oh, 
okay. That's yeah, in that yeah. too. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's like some all really, of those. That's, yeah. that's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is like there's a a a game on here that has a whole bunch of other game yeah. demos. Well, that's yeah. what, that's like so weird inception. Again, yeah. like, and it's what you guys asked for, Alamet. What, what I'm not clear on, uh, and I can just go. I'm sure it says in the blog post, but I don't know if these are literally these full games. Like, I would guess that you're getting one job in Job Simulator, and you're getting one of the games from VR Worlds. Like, I don't think this is the full sure. game oh, yeah, of each yeah. of these. Right. Yeah, no, no. You probably um, have one track for Drive Club. That said, if you buy the bundle of the PlayStation VR that comes with the camera and the Move controllers and all that, that comes with Worlds. Yes, yeah, so totally. That's, yep, that's yeah. cool. Yep, yep. Uh, Resident Evil. Super- Resident Evil 7 Biohazard the it's kitchen. A kitchen it's the it's same kitchen. but that's it's, something it's, that, yeah. like, but it's not the same demo we've seen already this is the one where you're this is the one that at. yeah this is the one that uh, had, we've played for the last year or two yes. but this is the kitchen demo was Resident Evil before we knew it was Resident Evil yeah, yeah like pretend it doesn't say Resident Evil there it's just that kitchen yeah. demo was one of the first PSVR yeah. that and London the Heist I think were the first two things I ever yeah. saw and that, that's PSVR. probably it's the first time VR made me feel like legitimately uncomfortable because you yeah. get your throat slipped spoilers okay. at the end of it I kind of want to go back and play that again and see if there's any like Resident Evil Easter eggs sure if you now that you know it if like someone yeah. says the name of a character that's in the Resident Evil yeah. 7 yeah because we've talked about that extensively on this show before and we had no idea what it was because yeah. none of us did yeah. yep uh, there's Res Infinite, which yeah. I'm hearing good things so about. So cool, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have, I think, we have full impressions yeah. out of that, uh, out of TGS. I think they got to play it and play the new uh, world. That's embargoed for next week. Well, I guess okay. we'll find out more. Well, I mean, yeah. You can say that we're oh, going to no, do I, that. I know. I'm just saying, yeah. Then there's Riggs <laughs> Mechanized Combat League, which is robot sports, robot yep. football, kind futuristic of. first person cyborg robot rooftop. Robot is that international yes. game sports yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So um, all those letters <laughs> yeah. are right in there. I th- I've heard mixed things about that, but I've also heard that it's kind of like it's the most like this is a game, you know, as opposed yeah. to other stuff which is like this is an experience. That's very much clear. Yeah, I mean, I'm goal. somebody that doesn't really play sports games. I haven't since like the '90s. Even, even then, it was like hockey games, which is, like barely counts. Yeah. Uh, and Riggs looks cool. I'll definitely play this. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, then there's Thumper, which I, I hear Thumper. really good stuff. Yeah, about. Thumper's, Thumper's awesome. Thumper's man. like super hexagon mixed with amplitude, mixed with mm. Tron light bikes. It's totally one of those like I played on the show floor at a PAX, and it just like raised my blood pressure like in a good way raised my blood mm-hmm. pressure and was just like incredibly immersive uh, this is the one that made you crap in your pants right yeah this is the one where I did a defecation in Boston wow yeah. a defecation yeah. in Boston yeah. that's actually the name of a historical memoir I'm writing it's actually a new ba- uh, Ben Affleck movie are you going to say a new Ben <laughs> a Ben <Bat> Affleck movie <laughs> alright uh, that's what I was then there's Tumble VR which is yeah. a great bl- uh, blog service where you can see lots of total SJW nonsense and hot memes so yeah I didn't know go. I just looked this up because I didn't know what it was it's uh, by Supermassive um, it's says, blah, 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 blah. Tumble VR is an accessible, fun, engaging, and immersive puzzle game. Oh, good. That helps uh, it, us. Oh, it's like a physics base. It looks like you're, like, building... Oh, yeah, um, I've seen this. this is, yeah. It's like, uh, it's kind of a opposite of Tetris. You're sort of building yeah. something with that's what, that's Supermassive. What it looks to be. What, what, Supermassive? Um, different shapes and all that. Uh, Supermassive also making... Um, aren't they making uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is that it? Anyway, uh, then uh, there's Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which is... Yep. Uh, the that, right? crazy spooky yeah. carnival version. Oh, of super Until massive Dawn. made yeah. until dawn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Um, uh, yeah, I got to play this. It's it. I love until dawn. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't crazy about this. It was very light gunny uh, mm. jump scares. I'm gonna play it because I like that world and want to support that world. But yeah, it's, like on, it's literally a roller coaster. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally yeah. on rails. <laughs> this feels then, like um, it's like hey, we have a popular license. Start putting it on other things. I'm sure. Like, eh, yeah. yeah. I wish that didn't happen. Wayward Sky is really cool. I played a bit of this at uh, the PSVR reveal, and it's like the plane it, one. Uh, no, it's a uh, it's like a puzzle game. It's a kind of mm. almost isometric, but I mean a little bit, little bit of wiggle room because you're moving the camera with your head. Uh, but you're controlling a person walking around. If if you're the kind of person who's kind of like wary of more in your face VR stuff, even though it's on your face, uh, this is kind of cool because it's it really just it's not super VR heavy. It's just like it's you're using your head to control the camera. Yeah, and it's you know it seems like a neat little part. I of like it. that. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> then there's within. What is that? I forget. Uh, within developed by within. Uh, so I'm looking at it right now. Within does not look like a game. It looks like it is a platform for watching movies oh. and stuff. So like on the if I'm looking at the right thing, this is a VR oh. movie watching thing where you can watch that off. the Mr. Robot virtual reality experience, and you can watch a bunch of short films. You this, can watch. Kind of cool. This yeah. is going to be cool. Which I believe was it was that in the last episode of Mr. Robot. I noticed this thing. They did this weird pan around the room and I'm like oh this this has to have some sort of connection to VR oh that's gonna be yeah, the dude. coolest thing I think is when they I think it's gonna be like having Vivo or YouTube or whatever like this is for VR be, things this is gonna be like a platform in itself I that's think. really cool 
Yeah, it's it looks, really cool. It looks like it's like Elliot's apartment. Yeah, and then yeah. The so this, is a, this is a really cool list of stuff, and this doesn't even include stuff like uh, Arkham VR, the Final Fantasy VR, the Battlefront VR, yeah. Uh, yeah. Super Tomb Hyper Raider, Cube, Tomb yeah. Raider. Yep. So, I mean, looking at this, finally just seeing it listed, like that's a pretty good launch lineup for a piece of hardware. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think right alone that these are all playable demos right at the box mm-hmm. in an era where we don't really get game demos much anymore mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, demos well, are a pain in the ass to make, and I. Yeah. Understand why they've gone away, yeah. Uh, because you are so you are inundated with so much more exposure to a game now than you ever were before. Yeah. But still, like nothing counts like actually trying it yourself. So, and this doesn't include isn't playroom also included on every unit yeah. itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yes. you have you have a lot to do just by having a, a PSVR. Yeah. Also, like I I do love that I, I keep. I keep feeling this like you think that look at you look at VR. It, it looks like a thing you put on your face and you isolate yourself from everybody. But I can just for some reason picture so many people being like. It's like getting a new console back when that was something that didn't happen to everybody. You know, like mm-hmm. you call up your friends and they're like, you got to see this. Yeah. This is so cool. And then, you know, your friend gets to try all these stupid demos. And, you know, yeah. I, I feel like maybe Sony's banking on that. Like they and sold it's also a lot like of this is easy. You can bring your PSVR is going to be easy to, to pack up. And you bring that in a demo disc over to someone's house who has a PS4 and they could just try it out firsthand. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the PlayStation Eye and the breakout box and the move yeah. controllers. Yeah. And yeah it's not. Right. Yeah. I, 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 the picture of it, yeah. it. It's just like they marketed the Wii where you're like, oh, look at that. It's just like a little, a, it's a little rectangle. They had a giant and power brick and that. People still did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it was different to bring controllers over to somebody's house. This is the PSVR is a, is a, Kind of you bulky, come here and see it. Tethered I'm not coming on, to you. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a like actually looking look at what's inside this box. It's not it's not so much just like hey, it's a football helmet and you can bring it anywhere and it's magical. Like I'm getting one of these things and I'm a little worried about like just how much of a rat's nest it's going to turn my apartment mm-hmm. into. Just get like a large uh, like a large bust a large, of a, a large rat. To, large, <laughs> yeah, a large bust to live of in a the famous nest. rat to put that hat on. Yep. The rat's hat. Yeah, That's like where Rizzo. You keep that PSVR. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Like, where do you put this thing when you're not? Just shut through I mean, you, you, you have to buy a mannequin head. You have to buy a scary mannequin yeah. head to put it on. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, we have one, a of those, one of those official Resident Evil 7 mannequins that moves yeah. whenever yeah. you, you look, can, not you look at it. just get an adult woman blow up doll. <laughs> <laughs> adult woman? I'm glad uh, it's an adult uh, woman, I guess. Uh, do you want to circle back to Death Stranding? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to just gloss over that. but that. No, yeah. you glossed over hideous Kajama. Oh. Don't say that. That's an awful thing what? to say. Hideous Kajama? I think he's very handsome. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Death Stranding. uh, Last we heard about Death Stranding is uh, we have no idea what Death Stranding is. Uh, They hadn't picked an engine yet. Yeah. We know that it's going to be sort of an action title. Yep. Yeah. We got the naked baby uh, video at E3, and then we saw some of his prototype toys at Comic Con. It seems like disappearing fetus or whatever. Uh, he tweeted a picture with Guillermo del Toro yesterday, which was interesting. Guillermo del Toro is also one of one of the things he showed last night was uh, when he was explaining the idea of co-op was a four-player co-op thing with four little cartoon men. One of them is clearly Norman Reedus, and one of them is clearly Guillermo del Toro, and one of them is clearly Matt Mickelson. Really. Uh, the guy right. I don't know if wow. we can say clearly. Do you but know all those guys go are... to the same gym? <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Well, all right. I was gonna say I don't think. Yeah. Uh, That's what people think, though, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like we're getting little tidbits about this game every two months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, uh, which is crazy for a game that is about to start development. Yes. Yeah. So he has officially picked the engine. Yep. Uh, he said that the game is open world and co-op, which, yep. I, I mean, theory, uh, Metal Gear is open world and co-op, right? No. It's open world. Yeah, it's I mean, co-op. Five. Is the online stuff not co-op? No. I'm, well, I mean, uh, I guess yeah. not the core game. The online yeah. stuff isn't really open world exactly it's just yeah. large, large arenas yeah. yeah sort of yeah um yeah i'm uh i don't know i'm kind of hoping that uh he says what he has to say and then he goes into hiding and then we don't hear about this game until it's I done would, i would love to not hear about this game again until especially because it is a playstation exclusive ostensibly almost first party game at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm. and uh they have a viciously bad track record with delivering those on time mm-hmm. and not skipping uh, release dates. Well, I mean, it's, it's second party. Like, they're still an indie studio. Sony will publish. Um, I think at this point, we... Yeah, like, the Worldwide Studios, the actual core studios, literally every game has been delayed. Yeah. Uh, I think Bloodborne was the only one that they hit. Was Even that yeah. was, like... Wasn't that delayed by, like, three weeks or something? Uh, yeah, they had, like, that super slight delay yeah. right before launch. I, I think, like, it's this weird thing where... It, Kojima will probably talk a lot more about this game and i feel like it's doing it a disservice at this point because 
you, the, it's already started, right? Like the yeah. hype has already begun. Yeah. And I know, like last night, he at someone was talking about uh, next generation. They're the translator on the English feed. Said something about next generation hardware, which is probably just a translation because he was saying, "Oh, the, the hardware is really powerful." Yeah. And everybody immediately was like, "Oh, it's going to be on PS5 because it's probably not until 2019." And it like maybe I this is possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I find Kojima to be an immensely fascinating guy. Sure. Interesting, funny, introspective. Does really like tweets pictures of spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like a weird guy, and I love him. And I, I love to hear. That wasn't the first thing you said. You I should have started with that. <laughs> uh, I love hearing him talk. I love seeing what he's working on. I don't love knowing about a game that's in the works for five and a half years before yeah. we actually get to mm-hmm. play it, and that's before it's even been shown off, like as playable, and before it even gets its first release date, which they inevitably won't be able to hit. I mean, look at something I like, like Last Guardian. Like, they've been just fudging with that game for so long that yeah. by the time it's done, it's like, what, nine, ten, fifty thousand years in development? Yeah. I also wonder about Kojima and his focus, because, like, it's funny, you mentioned Bloodborne, which is, like, that similar, like, uh, separate developer publishing via Sony, but obviously From is also making, yeah. they made Dark Souls 3, which, like, Miyazaki also was directing, and, like, I yeah. wonder if Kojima will sort of get Project ADD after a certain point and attach himself to something else, or if this is a one-project studio for this time. Like, I, I think it's really interesting to see what the future looks like for him because he spent a long time obviously with konami on metal gear but don't forget if the konami breakup hadn't happened what would the metal gear universe have looked like while he was working on silent hills like right. we don't, we've never had to see him really focus on like two big projects before well you you look at someone like kj and afune who shipped uh mighty number no. nine and recore within the span of what Couple two months. or three months yeah. And yeah one of them was in the fives ones is it's hovering around the high sixes low sevens yeah. on metacritic right now yep. and neither of them are like astronomically bad games but also sometimes it's nice to just focus on one thing also there's no way that he was as hands-on as like someone like Kojima is you know I don't like, think so either yeah, yeah. I and mean, he straight up said I'm more of a businessman and I think yeah. Kojima is the kind of guy that's going to come in and say I have ideas for this let alone yeah. I'm going to you know sort of commandeer the entire development process of this yeah. game yep. but I think you're right that after like five or six years you're going to be like I want to do more than just this you're going to start putting your hands in other pots and all of a sudden you're 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 making three games at the same time and None of them have a release date. None of them have screenshots. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's like it's interesting because Sony is very. God, I say interesting so much, and I catch myself doing it. It's just the worst. Uh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the guy who comments on YouTube every week and says says that I say interesting too much. I'm still gonna say like and um a lot though. Uh, I call out for saying like and weird. So, yeah, you know, I do it that happens. Too. But I, I I really wonder like Sony is such a hands off publisher with their first parties, which I think is why you see something like. I mean, maybe not even hands-off, but they give their creative teams a lot of freedom, which is why you see Sony Bend not announcing a game for four years and why you see, you know, something like like The Last Guardian taking as long as it is. This this feels like the worst thing to say as somebody who, like, went to art school and makes things for a living, but maybe they should be a little more hands-on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe they should have someone that comes in once every six months, like, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, that camera's not good. Uh, fix it. Or, <laughs> hey, um, how about instead of taking nine years to make this game or seven years or five years, you take four. And after four, uh, we just put it out. I know there's that whole, like, a good game is bad and delayed for the Miyamoto yeah. quote I get wrong every time. <laughs> uh, but, like, I feel like we're already heading into territory where we're hearing too much about this game before it's even really a thing or yep. has a release date. And it's inevitably, just like No Man's Sky and The Last Guardian and everything mm-hmm. else, it's inevitably setting ourselves up for... Putting this game at astronomical hype and being inevitably disappointed. Okay. So, yeah. Now, one thing I would be okay with if Kojima does want to surface and talk about stuff is if he just talked about his process with development without being like, here's the story. Here's what's happening. Here's what you can do. That I like. Full-on marketing spiel. And I think some of my favorite stuff that we learned about the Phantom Pain ahead of time was when it was called Project Ogre. Yeah. And it was just like this talk from GDC where he's like, yeah, uh, we built a new engine. It's called the Fox Engine. Uh which of these pictures is a photograph? And you're like, why is that a horse in a conference room? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get that in there and take that photograph? So I like that. And, but like you said, like that's a GDC talk, right? Like that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty – and I, I, that's the kind of stuff I want to see from him in lieu of like, hey, him, guess what we did? Him actually getting on stage at press conferences. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that's the difference. Like, like if he's going to do – like that's yeah. perfect. I, or even a PlayStation blog post that they want to make it more public yeah. like, where he can talk about like, hey, I mentioned we chose our engine – like if you're a tech nerd, here's what goes into that. Yeah, after or, he after he left Kojima, didn't he uh, or Konami? Didn't he uh, 
start a YouTube channel? Like, didn't he announce his departure yeah. with a YouTube yeah. channel? His YouTube channel. I don't know if that's where he announced it, but I know that that's where he talked about like his favorite movies of the year, and he talks yeah. about like traveling, and it's like, like a really, yeah. it's such a cool. He has a spaghetti podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, but basically, like, that's why I love I love that channel podcast. because it's not him talking about games; it's him talking about like. The Force Awakens, like it's like such a cool, like much like his Twitter, it's a cool look at him personally. Uh, I find that fascinating because yeah. he's such a weird dude. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's kind of it. Is as it's so infuriating that there is that like expectation that games coverage is like the same as like movie coverage, arts coverage. The difference is like you everything is kept under such tight wraps because this is all happening in corporate office buildings. And yeah. there's that kind of that mentality that like games journalists aren't doing enough journalism but it's like so much stuff is just locked down and it's mm-hmm. just not public information yeah you know and for for journalists to be going and finding hot scoops it it usually borders more on like industrial espionage than actually like yeah, oh yeah. i'm gonna hit those streets and find out what's out there yeah uh, and i mean when we do get hot scoops it's from like you know eavesdropping at gdc or something and that's yeah. totally valid but yep. you know uh if you're you know hacking into a like so switching gears, like look at look at like movies. They'll announce the casting, you know, months and months in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or they'll be like, "Here's the person who's writing the screenplay." If Kojima wants to take game development in that direction more, I'd be kind of super down with that. Yeah, but you can't. There's so many more variables involved. Yeah, like yeah. you instead, like when you go, "Hey, this is when we have to have our script locked. This is when principal photography's done. This is when produ- production's happening. This is when post production's happening. This is the release cycle. This is the DVD extras we're doing and stuff like that." All of that usually happens within two years, two and a half, three yeah. years sometimes. Sure. Like from a, from the time where someone's like, "We acquired the IP rights to the Dark Tower," to I'm sitting in a theater watching the Dark Tower, to I'm watching the Dark Tower at home on Blu-ray with the special features is usually not more than two or three years mm-hmm. um with game development it's like hey we d- we got all the vo and we designed everything but then the man kept getting stuck on the ceiling yeah. <laughs> so I we had to take six that's months like, that's like, like my favorite stuff though is is the things that don't work like i yeah. remember hearing a story about uh i think it was like a weird error with like some harmonics game where they found out that like if you plugged in the controller if you unplugged the controller it would like reset your file it was something it was something that doesn't make any sense yeah. and you're like how did that happen and like you know hearing somebody you know hearing somebody who's, who's made a bunch of games talk about that stuff or just given insight to it that would be, be really cool yeah and- i think another interesting thing is that like the like the publisher of a movie never goes hey add multiplayer you know like add an extra mode yeah. for six months to add replay i mean, i don't think that's true at all i think that absolutely happens that's that's batman versus superman that is that is every yep. big studio yeah. stepping in and having gigantic notes for their big temple franchises so i think that ha- when you see you it happen- show the girls butt more <laughs> when yeah. you see it happen with marvel movies i think you have a lot of like directors come on who are fully aware that's going to happen before it comes in mm-hmm. like these auteurs who kind of are like yeah well, you and know. when you don't you get edgar wright leaving you get yeah. joss whedon never wanting to direct yep, another yep, one yep, because yep, those yep. guys don't want that's like notes. the idea that batman versus superman is tacked on multiplayer <laughs> <laughs> i mean yep kind of is yep. <laughs> anyway uh, sorry guys sorry i don't mean to talk about that i saw i know a lot of you guys liked it anyway uh i do it's i, I want to just quickly go back to you were talking about um batman versus superman yeah i, I yeah, mean if you do that. like it i just want to tell you it's okay you're just objectively wrong <laughs> Um, the film uh, had a lot of pre- no, forget it. You, it's funny because you mentioned Sony trying to be more hands on and stopping. I mean, they fought for six minutes in the it's entire okay, movie, guys, and I'll, it's I'll, in the title. I'll Batman v Superman. Okay, it's he's, you're on you're on timeout. You've been bad. You're making this poor boys look real justice. sad. I mean, the villains they had a major villain problem too. They all get together to fight this blob at the end, and like it's just. Uh, you, mentioned Suicide Sony, Squad. you mentioned Sony right. being more hands on with devs. <laughs> it's weird when. Uh, you look at like that game company, yeah, who was on such a good like three to four year cycle of releasing games, yep. and then now they don't have Sony as a publisher; they're completely independent, and now we literally haven't heard anything from them yeah. going on yeah. five years. Yeah, so it's like I think there are times when Sony can do that. I just wish they could apply their small game mentality to these bigger games. And to, I, like, I think with that that game company, what happened with them is they knocked it out the park so far with Journey that they probably said, but we can really never do another flow or flower type situation again. Like we have to do this like life altering metaphor for humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to play a game where you play as food traveling through the body. I would love that. Become a turd. It's called the inside. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, It's, 
What? Kind of, like, I, like I played, kind of, that's kind of what the game's about. I played, I played Abzu this year, and Abzu felt like the game that that game company forgot to make. Yeah. Um, it didn't it didn't have this whole, like, sort of sweeping metaphor for life and death. Uh, but it was gorgeous, and it was fun, and it, it, it took their sort of sensibilities and put it in a different environment. Yeah, you got to be a real great yeah. fisherman. And it's literally excellent. I mean, it's the art director from yeah, that game yeah, company, right? Yeah. Um, Max, you were touching on something that is actually one of the rapid-fire questions this week. I don't know if yeah. you guys want to jump that um, far ahead. But, uh, Dan Gisoni said, where yeah. do leaks generally come from? Are employees paid or disgruntled, or are some leaks planned to create hype? A little balance of both, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's funny because, like, I don't, like, the conspiracy theory of, like, oh, this leak was fake, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm positive that probably happens at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can, like, that I know of one, and it's, like, it's not like we're, it's not like that's us lying. Like, I legit, I've never been, like, slip something by a publisher that sure. we put and we out know people and publishers that when leaks happen we go to them we're like did you know about this and they're like visibly pissed like, yeah no we didn't know about or they this. don't answer for like three hours and they're like sorry we we're in all hands meeting because like our entire plan had to change well, it was or, like the final fantasy 15 release date event thing yeah it's yeah. like something they'd planned for the longest time and then they go to do the event and everyone all the info's out there that morning yeah yeah, yeah. but i think another big major part of it that isn't really touched on in one of the options here is that there are now more eyes on something than there ever have been before sure. yeah and there are People like pouring through the code of a website that hasn't even been built yet. People looking through um, uh, every time a name is like is, is sort of like you buy a domain name or like um, there's a patent for something like that, or you go through like the the documents of like drawings of prototypes and stuff, and you can kind of tell what yeah. the video I mean, is. Even before patents that, patents like, are public. The, like you have a thing in your pocket yeah. that in one second while the guy's drawing the prototype before it's even online yet he can snap a picture and it's on Twitter one second yeah. later yeah. not that that's how this stuff happens there's also but like, like the capability is it, there like there were like vi- there's been videos for ages now where of like studio tours and visits where they're talking about one game and a guy's like yeah when we're when, you know we here blah 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 and you're like is that like is that Chris Redfield on the monitor behind him? And <laughs> yeah. like people are pinching and zooming yep. and looking in. And all of a sudden, it's like that's him. They've confirmed it. Like I was like I was watching a lot of the Smash Brothers stuff. Like and there's this perfect combination of actual things that Nintendo's releasing as surprises, uh, leaks that are happening, and then like wild power fantasy Photoshop nonsense. Where oh, people Goku's are like, in the game, well, and yeah. they animated it. And like yeah, PlayStation All Stars was a perfect example yeah. of that too, because like. There was something so far back that looked like the silhouette of Cat from Gravity Rush, and then yep. like a year and a half later, they actually confirmed that she was in the game. Think, think about the Crash Bandicoot stuff at E3, how we found out about that. There was a silhouette of him. Oh, no, no, it was just a tab on the on Skylanders the website, website yeah. that someone had archived that was live for half a second. Yep. Like sometimes somebody puts up a tweet for half a second and deletes it. Mm-hmm. It's like automated to do that. Uh, somebody sets a thing for 6 a.m. instead of 6 p.m. on the wrong day, the wrong year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and like, yeah. like that stuff is definitely a huge part of it. We've been I think guilty the, of it here at IGN. Yeah. I think the disgruntled employee thing is a really interesting point, too. I think. Now, especially, uh, like, you see a lot of leaks coming out of big companies. Like, Ubisoft Montreal is a great example because, like, Assassin's leaks every year. And I think you have these people who there are 500 people or 200 people or whatever it is working on a game. And they're really proud of it. And they're excited to get out in the world. And maybe marketing tells them, hey, like, we're not going to reveal it. We're going to do it Fallout style. And we're not revealing this for another nine months. So you have to be quiet that whole Mm -hmm. time. And he's like, oh, but... I'm so proud of this. I want to show it off. Like, I think that's when you start to get people coming to the press. And that's when you maybe yeah. get somebody going, hey, Jason and Kotaku, like, I'm really proud of this character. I well, drew. there were Here like you two go. Assassin's Creed games in a row that were leaked via an iPad on an airplane. airplane yeah, yeah. Well, that stuff too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. of course. Yeah. I'm just talking Ubisoft about this. in general. I'm talking I think, specifically have... the disgruntled employee oh, thing, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think is so interesting. But Ubisoft because, in like, general has it so, and again, games are worked on by so many people right now that I believe yep. the voice actor playing the main character in Watch Dogs 2 was just like, hey, I'm doing this new thing. Yep. Hashtag Watch Dogs. Or yep. something like that. Or that Tony Hawking that got leaked by the caterer at that <laughs> event. Yeah, at the event. Or Three oh, Dawn yeah. from yeah. Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. Mario Maker was leaked by a Teamster building yep. their, the, the their booth. booth. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And one of the things that Goldfarb learned to do was start sort of like uh, searching geotags around the LA Convention Center at E3 yeah. as as people are building stuff. Because there's like a caterer or a marketing lady or a guy just building a wall and yep. he's just like, he's like, I love this wall. And he takes a picture <laughs> and he's like, hey, is that Fallout 4 back there? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I love this wall. What? Uh, <laughs> when I was working at Destructoid, we got a leaked Call of Duty trailer for. Oh yeah, you guys! That was a big leak. I remember yeah, that. It was, that was huge. Right? Uh, no, it was. I think it was Advanced Warfare. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it had Kevin Spacey in it and all that. Yeah. Uh, and we got that, and I think the we put it up. Do you remember how you got that? It was some random source. It was some, it just somebody. Got in your somebody inbox. reached out, and it was like one of those things where like. 
I basically like got called up by my boss at like some weird hour, and he's like, "Hey, uh, this is happening tomorrow. Like, um, we got to figure this out. Like, or this is gonna we're gonna be getting yeah. this at some point." It was like it was very. It felt very like like hush hush kind of like we got to hurry but we've mm-hmm. also got to be like very quiet about this yeah uh and it was just i think the second we got it up it was like flagged and taken down like yep. super duper yeah. fast but it was already out there you so know, that's, that's why yeah. i was i was stunned at the super mario run miyamoto reveal announcement thing at the yeah. iphone 7 thing because nintendo and apple have back-to-back been sort of the two most leaked companies in the last few yeah. years. And the fact that they... It's a miracle when a I mean, game that, of that 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 size... I look at Sony. Like, every yeah. single thing they've wanted to do this year has has been leaked. I mean, also, look at E3. Look at, yeah. like, the, the entire Ubisoft and Microsoft runs a show. Yeah. When leaked. you mentioned Mads Mikkelsen, the, the way people know he's probably in Death Stranding is because, like, dude took a selfie with him at, like, baggage claim or whatever the hell yeah. like game of thrones that happened yeah. uh, i think he leaked, his, he, he leaked and, his appearance in in uh in rogue one the same way yeah yeah and so it's funny that miyamoto even aside from leaks and people digging it's amazing that someone like miyamoto can arrive at sfo yeah and, and make get it to, to downtown. Downtown. yeah exactly mm-hmm. how do they do that that's yeah, crazy it's so cool i'm like because this has always been a thing and i think it's more now more than ever because there's so many people working on things and so many moving parts and so, everyone is trying to get everything out so when a game or a hardware or anything gets revealed and it's a prize for the first time it is a miracle well we get yeah. stoked like we started that apple thing like yeah. well we know everything is going to happen because everything yeah. is leaked and then Ooh. miyamoto goes on stage and i'm like well all right this is new or yeah. something like the microsoft conference this year where we literally knew point for yep. point the entire yep. run of yeah. show because it was on twitter yeah. yeah yeah that was an awesome question by the way good call so Dan. um speaking of ubisoft yeah. uh we got an announcement of Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection hitting PS4. That's yep. AC2, Brotherhood, and Revelations. Uh, all the campaigns and expansions, but no multiplayer with improved graphics. It's happening on November 15th. That's also coming to Xbox One. Yeah. If you care, This year's traitor. AC uh, game, which is funny. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, uh, that's true. And I'm, the movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, again, funny. This is another thing that leaked a couple months ago. Like, yeah. I think via like, so an Amazon The listing. first Assassin's Creed game isn't in here. Correct. That's that's Altair. That's Altair. Yeah, I know, but that's that's like you would think for like the sake of posterity. So you now on PS4 can play every Assassin's Creed game except for three and Rogue and one. Yeah. Now I did Rogue Rogue never come over. Yeah, because you can play Liberation. You can play. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So the 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 worst ones. Uh, Rogue's pretty good. Yeah, I think Rogue's good. Yeah, Yeah. three one, pretty much. Rogue had one. I I really wanted to love three. Previewing Rogue and one of the most annoying just developer like interjections happened where I was like. Holy crap, you got penguins in the game? And he goes, actually, those are a type of auk that has long since gone extinct from Fur Trapper. And I was just like, I don't care anymore. You just totally, you just Assassin's Creed me. Like, you just were like, uh, actually, your ancestors never did that. You like you, desyn- you desynchronized me from the from the game. Like I was enjoying the game, and you came up and told me something that took me out of the game. You should have been like, I really love your attention to detail in the game about going in a robot sarcophagus <laughs> to remember my uncle's fake memories. Yeah, it was awkward at best. Uh, like but it. that's cool. AC two and Brotherhood are awesome. Revelations is pretty good too, right? I like Revelations a lot. Yeah. A lot of people don't. I well, the, really the thing like is, a lot of people didn't play past the. Unbelievably bad beginning with that oh, horse carriage race yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's got horses though. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I played yeah. that game. I played yeah. that game a lot. I yeah. totally what? forgot it though. So what? Uh, well, I know I, that everyone like champions too. Do you think it holds up in this day and age? If people are like, so, oh, I would like to play a. Assassin's I mean, Creed I don't know. Game. Like I, I would normally say no, but like I've spent the last two weekends playing Resident Evil Four on mm, PS4. Yeah. Like sometimes there's just a charm to those type of games. But and I, I don't, think the improved like, graphics are nice. I think Resident Evil Four stands so on its own as such a good singular game. Whereas AC2 introduced a lot that a lot of people have taken and run with and done better since. Well, and the thing is, like, Syndicate objectively feels better than AC2. The the act of movement in Syndicate feels better than any of the games, objectively. Like, whether or not you like Ezio as a character, you like Italy. But does it count? Because no one played it. I played it. I played it too. Two it's, of us I, played honestly, it. Honestly, might be my. I might like it as much. I would as love to see that as, as a box quote. I played it. Marty Sleva, <laughs> IGN.com. And then uh, in the smaller font, I also played it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually um, on the back. It's by like the engine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, before we move on to rapid fire, also uh, speaking of collections, uh, this week we have uh, the Bioshock collection yep. Yep, that came out, which uh, we'll have a full review up. Uh, I'm sure it's great. Not, having not played I, it yet. I played about an hour of it at Gamescom, um, and everything looked a lot better. I mean, has all the DLC, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it has everything. Minerva's Den. There's no multiplayer for Bioshock 2. What? 
Exactly. I'm kidding. Um, no one would ever do that. The <laughs> nice thing about that uh, is trophy stuff. I mean, if you care about trophy stuff, there's now you don't have to kill 7 billion people or whatever that one multiplayer trophy that nobody has is. Uh, you can now just get, like, they, they basically just increase the value of the non-multiplayer trophies to even it out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super excited for it, obviously. And it's actually, it's funny when they announced it, I was like, mid-September, there are going to be so many games, I'll never have time to play Bioshock. But now, truthfully, like, Last Guardian's not in October. Final Fantasy's not in September. Yeah. Like, I suddenly do have time to play three yeah. really long games. Uh, go far. We've got a rapid fire question I want to throw your way right now, you specifically, because this is just for you. Your uh, Hey Pal, or George, or George Paul, says <laughs> favorite Bioshock moment. <sighs> oh my God. I, I mean, like. Keep it light it, on spoilers. It has yeah. to be. Well, okay, then to keep it super light on spoilers. No matter what, having gone in completely blind, having seen a little bit of preview coverage playing the first game. The, the iconic Bioshock thing that happens in Bioshock 1, like the most famous Bioshock moment, is still on top for me. Yeah. Like, as cliche and trite of an answer as that is, like, yep. that is the moment when I think that franchise became what it is. Yeah. So. yeah. There's a part I mean, where you like, see the fish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Part where you are the fish. No, I mean, there, there are 20 other things I, mean, I could talk about. Getting the rapture, getting to Columbia. Of course, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, so good at world there's a lot of those moments where you, like, the doors open for the first time. Um, I really liked coming down in that sort of uh, ca- like church cathedral thing in Infinite. Yeah. And then it's, or, there's water on the ground and there's like water lilies floating. Oh, the then, very beginning. Yeah. yeah. And the doors Everyone open even, up and it's just stunning. There's a moment yeah. in Infinite in Comstock House when you're at a computer console and you're doing something and you turn around and there's a boy silence standing there and it's like such a good jump scare. Yeah. Like it yeah. works that so well. That's a really good jump scare. What yeah. about that boy that runs in circles? Oh, the baguette boy? Yeah, yeah. Baguette yeah. Boy. <laughs> if, you, if you have never seen uh, just Google Bioshock Infinite Baguette Boy. Uh, yeah. and uh, he's wonderful. I also really, uh, having replayed Minerva's Den like two weeks ago, yep. uh, the, all the Charles Milton Porter stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Some mm-hmm. of the best character moments. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, like, there's, I think there's so, like, if you've never played Minerva's Den, I say this so often, I'm a broken record, but seriously, seriously play it, even if you don't care about Bioshock 2. If, if you play one thing from this collection, it should be that. Because... Can you jump into it by itself? Yep. Yes. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say, uh, I. It's weird, you know, when these when these kind of remasters come out, you're like, oh, I remember this game, and like usually it's you're like, I'm gonna replay it, and it's like you're stuck with like a, just a tutorial you don't really care yes. about. Like yeah. I loaded up uh, Saints Row Four recently, and I was like, hey, I could play this again, and I was like, I really don't want to do all that like stuff in the White House. And just, I like, wish I, just, I could just jump ten yeah, hours into just, the game and just get into the open I world. I just want to yeah. be a big neon green fat lady punching cars. Like just I wish, let me do I wish that. every open world game had a skip to the open yeah. world part, like, even GTA with remastering. You know, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. So that being said. Bioshock Infinite is uh, exactly the opposite, where I completely adore the beginning of that yeah. game, and I completely don't care towards the end. Like it just—it, I mean, My, it's got a cool—it's got a cool kind of conclusion. It's got a good yeah. ending and everything, but everything kind of in the second act. The, yeah, all the just all the stuff where you just. Just run around. It's when it's just kind of a regular shooter with a yeah, And that's what I was about to say. I, I actually, I'll plug another thing in the second, but I said this yesterday in a different podcast. I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, but seriously, if you're playing Bioshock Infinite and you haven't revisited in a while, do not play it as a shooter. Literally, don't shoot a bullet in that game. It is not a shooter. It is at its worst when it's a shooter. Bioshock games. Play as a Never kisser. play with gunplay. Like, use the powers. Use plasmids. Use vigors. Like, watch how they interact because that is why these games are good. They're super well designed. They put yeah. a lot of time into that stuff. Like, Freeze a dude and shoot him in, smash him in the head and then throw yeah. a bunch yeah. of bees at him. Yeah. I mean, like, in so, the original yeah. Bioshock, I play entirely with a wrench. Like, I yeah. never fire a bullet in that game. And then in Infinite, even more so, uh, it is so fun mm-hmm. if you just play it with vigors. I like sending uh, crows at men's penises. Yeah. Just peck them right off. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Crow yep. loves a good penis. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The <Okay>. crow. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got uh, Michael Britton says, if video games suddenly stop being produced and all current projects finish, would you ha- be happy to play what we have for the rest of your life, or do you think you would eventually move on to a new hobby? I think I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games I haven't played that yeah. I should and play. And there's a lot of games I replay. Yeah. Like, it would, it'd be weird to just so, never have a new game. Oh, no social to, commentary on anything that ever happens ever again. I wanted to touch on this. Like, we, we kind of gripe about, like, remastered editions, but I've this thing does happen. I know this is, like, an actual thing uh, with music, where your brain just stops wanting new music and that's yep. why when you're like over 30 or whatever you're like I don't like this pop music and it's just 
you just kind of wind up sticking to the same stuff or stuff that's similar to the same stuff. I think it's part that and part there's a massive discoverability problem when you hit a certain age. Your friends yeah. have all like locked into what they like and no one's really like, have you heard this new blank album? Yeah. Sure. Like you hit a certain yeah. age and like you can go on Spotify and yeah. sort of be like, what's new? Yeah. And then like I do that every week and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could I just doing play like, and start walking to work it, and yep. I'm like, the fuck? I, I catch yeah. myself doing the same thing with movies where like there will be a movie that I haven't seen, like a brand new movie and I, everyone says it's really good but then I'll be like, oh, but I, like I could just watch Beverly Hills Cop again because yeah. I, mean, like, I know that I love it and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's just like it's it's like hearing a, a song again for the and I feel like there are games that are like that too. Uh, I almost have the opposite problem as you, where everyone's talking about a movie and how good it is, and I'm like, oh, awesome, I want to see it. And then there is so much coming out that I literally forget about it. And then like a year later, I'm on a plane. And I'm like, oh yeah, everyone said like Deadpool. Honestly, everyone's yeah. talking about Deadpool. I didn't see it until like nine months after it came out yeah. because like that well, frequently that doesn't happens. exist yet, right? It was this year. Uh, have to, you have to go to a, a dark room to see a new move, new movie. It's very yeah. scary. I mean, it's that. It's also I just a lantern when you go to movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. They, they hate that. Do you ever fill the, the lantern with your outdoor no, snacks? No, I bark it. I yeah, I bring a them. canteen and a prospector's cap. <laughs> uh, I actually have the different, a different problem with movies. I watch every new movie because it's so much easier for me to be like, oh, this has amazing reviews. Okay, I'll sit down and watch That's it. That's not like, a problem yeah. at all. It's a great thing. No, it's, it's a great also, thing. I mean, two-hour commitments. So but much also, easier than everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, music is like a 30 to 45-minute commitment. Yeah. But it's like a lot of times like I'll, I'll put on an album, walk outside of my apartment, and then walk to the end of my block and be like, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like I got to fumble in my pocket and then hopefully not get robbed and then change mm-hmm. it to a different thing. Yeah. With a movie, I usually am just like, oh, I guess I'll just power through it or like look away. But music's like, you you have to be locked into it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that being said, they're like, I, I've been screwing around on Steam because we found out we got one of those Steam press accounts. So that we, Brian and I never have an excuse to not play a, a ridiculous game for Up at Noon. Uh, and there's like so many just insane weird things on like the just the back, yeah. back piles. And I kind of love it. I love like stuff you just... You don't know what it is, and maybe yep. it's awful, but you're just like I. The internet makes that kind of discoverability tricky. Like, yeah. I, it's not so much discoverability. It's like I want to find stuff that I didn't know about, and yep. it's like, how do you get to that point? You can't so, just pick it up. To go to Michael Britton's question here about if video games stop being produced and all projects finish, would you be happy to play what we have for the rest of your life, or do you think you'd be eventually move on to a new hobby? I read something, and I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, he's, he goes by Pooh Bear on. Uh, he's a, like a speedrunner, and he's like. He's like so in deep with the speedrunning community. He was on on NVC talking to us about speedrunning Mario games. And he was like, we are so – like the speedrunning community is so good at games right now, like classic games. They have just mastered them. Like they're at the point where they're shaving off like a quarter of a second yeah. that I think the next big thing is going to be ROM hacks. Like I think people are just going to have to start making games – based on games that exist already. like, And it's sort of like if they stop making new games, people would just take the old ones and make different versions of them. They'd yeah, make I mean, harder levels of them. They'd make their own expansions. Like I, I'm really big in Resident Evil 4. Uh, Capcom just put out the HD version. But there's this fan who's been making his own like ultra HD version yeah, of it for that's ages. Really cool. And he's putting in all brand new textures and stuff like that. And I think that like you'll always revisit the classics, but like sort of fan games and tributes, assuming that if video games are stopped being made... Does that count? Then, yeah. well, yeah, but I, then I think that like companies like Nintendo won't shut down like the Metroid Two they don't remake. Exist anymore, or, yeah. Those are like something like the, yeah A Two M R or whatever uh, yeah. or A M Two R. All those are like bigger and high profile. Yeah. There's all these weird. There's like I want to be the guy and I want to be the Bashi and all these weird things that literally are using like Sonic and Mario assets and stuff. But there are these fan games that almost look like tool assisted speedruns. Like yep. they are like so precise and it's like the most like. Even more so than like the craziest Mario Maker stage or whatever, it is like the most precise, insane platforming. Because yeah, they like so many people have optimized speedrunning games that there isn't anything left to do. Like if you're the best Super Mario Brothers player and you have the speedrun, like if you have the world record, like what do you do other than move on to some of that? Well, it's stuff? sort of like there's a big resurgence in vinyl right now. But mm-hmm. when I started collecting vinyl in like the mid to late '90s, like it was kind of dead outside of like. Yeah hip-hop because people would DJ'd with it and there was like 10 years there where like you couldn't go into Urban Outfitters and just buy records and you just bought old records and you were like well I missed a billion records so I'm just gonna go listen to those like if games stopped being made today we'd be like oh okay well there's a million video games out there we'll get to play so I think it would be okay 
I, would, I, I don't think I'd ever just give up on. Also, them. people would find like I mean, like Far Cry Three has a level designer in there, and yeah. you could, it's not even a level designer. You're like building islands and stuff, yep. and putting sharks, and like people would make like racing games in there somehow. It's like Mario yeah. Maker, Little Big Planet, like yeah, so, yeah, many, so, so many, even yeah. like Forge and Halo. People literally just built like a. Star Wars time boss or yeah. something, yeah. yeah, like yeah, and yeah, I love stuff, stuff like that. You'll see, like, oh, we made you know Mario sixty four in the engine that was supposed to be made for like Goldeneye. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yep. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, like those Unreal remakes of Ocarina of Time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's switch uh, lanes real quick. This is a kind of a sad one. Caleb Perkle says, "Best game to play after a rough breakup." You mentioned Saints, Saints Row Four before. I yeah. think that's the one I. Or he was, he was, was either three, three or four. Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I played after a very bad breakup. I so I would suggest an open world game with just a lot to do and a lot to keep you busy and a lot to distract you from the miserable, horrible world that is yeah. inside your brain and out. Yeah, yep. two years ago when I got in my last relationship, uh, it was just me. I was working here and it was I was immediately on the Sunset Overdrive review mm-hmm. and I had to play it like over. The, it was one of those we got it on a Thursday and embargoes on a Tuesday, and so. I literally just like poured myself into that and it was awesome. Like I adored that game. It was it probably for a lot of the same reasons Saints Row is it's a big, colorful, silly, funny open world game. Uh, It gives you a power trip. And then it's also just like I ended up having such a good time with it that I did forget for that three days that I'm like, oh, I'm single for the first time in six years. I did a weird thing in Saints Row 3, which I don't usually do in open world games, but I played it as a I played as a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, so did I. I, I love doing that yeah. in games in general because I like to me video games are escapism and to be someone I'm not like a robot or a dinosaur. So it was fun. Yeah. I'm not a woman. Not to put a robot and a dinosaur <laughs> and a woman on the same level, but either way, <laughs> it's escapism, right? It's something I'm not. And I got to play as this badass woman who was like saving the world and walking around and like beating up gangs and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? Not all women are as awful as my ex. <laughs> And it was nice. Like, it was a sort of nice reminder that, like, there's some good in the world, even if it's fake. Uh, Weirdly, not Origins, but uh, the three Arkham games, Arkham, Asylum City, and Night, fell perfectly within, like, three or four months after my last three major breakups, which is really weird. So, like, those games have, like, a really weird... It's like a really weird mental spot in my gonna, brain when I think of those games. I was uh, going to say because you're not currently dating anybody. That's right. So, so I have but to if they date announce someone before Arkham VR, if they announce a new <laughs> Batman game, like a full official Arkham game, yeah. I'm going to be like, cool, they're making all, no! Yeah. We've got to stop that game. Well, that means I, you're going to get a new girlfriend and break up with her before the game. Before the next Batman game? All right, deal. Uh, is it that I you think, have breakups, or is it just you really want to play Batman games? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is uh, Batman's now. alone and so before the, before the Arkham collection comes out, do you want to have three terrible one-night stands? <laughs> and I don't mean with me, just in general. A lot of it could be with you. Right. And a robot. <laughs> and, uh, also, I totally forgot about this, because uh, I didn't re- uh, remember until I brought in and captured... I feel like if you go back and watch my Sunset Overdrive review, someone pointed out to me. You're, you're crying? <laughs> no, walked by and was like, hey, you know that uh, character you created in the game? That's just your ex. I'm ooh. like, ooh, that's ooh. not great. That's not great. I was going to say Postal 2. I was trying to think of the last serious breakup I had, and Postal 2 is a game where you can uh, smoke crack and then piss into your own mouth until you vomit, <laughs> and then other people you vomit on will start vomiting, and you can, also, like, for you can also like light an elephant on fire. It'll trample a marching band. But if you're like in that sort of... Man, I hate everything kind of state. It's just like, it's a Perfect. good kind of like yeah. a of birds. I mean, Saints Row kind of scratches that itch, too. This room's really spicy. Right? See, yeah, I think it's kind of a stinky room. I um, think, uh, yeah, so play some open world games. Play something fun and lighthearted. I don't think you need anything miserable and morose. No. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes it worse, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it also makes it worse when you're trying to watch, like, super bright, happy things, too, though. Like, I think, actually, I really liked uh, Persona 4 Golden as well, and I know Mitch has written about that, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, I saw, yeah. I saw them that, like, that first Muppet movie from like five years ago or six yeah. years ago, whatever it was. Muppets. Uh, Wait, the one with Jason Muppets Seagal? Reloaded? Yeah, Mu- yeah Muppets Reloaded. <laughs> uh, the Anna Muppets. Muppets Origins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, it was like so saccharine and soppy and, gr- and just happy. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I hate everything about this. Cause I was just, just, I was like, I wanted to go into something really positive and happy after yeah. just being in a bad mood and it didn't work at all. So yeah. I guess find that balance between something that's just like not miserable and morose, but isn't just the happiest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, I was really say, quick, uh, uh, we, there's an awesome thing on the site that you can find that Lucy O'Brien wrote about playing Hearthstone to get over a breakup, which is really good. I love that piece. Or go to a bar and play those, like, what's difference in the picture games with the naked women. Yeah. Yeah, good. good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to start reviewing games at bars. I think you should. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, once on plane. Another oh, yeah. game game to play at the bar is, is anyone, has anyone seen me? <laughs> <laughs> is anyone... <laughs> 
How about, how about you? Uh, Do you see me? I was going to say Max Payne 3. Max Payne 3 is a good I game for, for just anything that ails you. Yeah. Uh, I played that game after getting really bad food poisoning, and that whole game is like Max Payne is like, I need these pills more than they do. Why am I in Brazil? You're just like this horrible man. At least I'm not him. But like, I mean, that totally works with a breakup too. You're just like, he's just this tragic, tragic mess of a person. So if you're like, if you're depressed, you're going through a breakup, if you've got really, really bad diarrhea... Max Payne 3 is a good game. Yeah. I also mean, if, play, if I have really bad diarrhea, I'm probably not playing a game. I'm probably, well, or I'm probably play, playing a handheld. You know, play after you keep, you're keeping your stuff down. Remote play, everybody. Don't keep the stuff down. Play the first Super Mario Brothers, but every time they're like, your princess is in another castle, just pretend that's the end of the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what Braid is. Yeah. Oh, um, Kelson Jennings Braid. says, what's your favorite video game villain? Uh, oh, uh. Um, <laughs> I think we got kicked out by esports very soon. I like, okay. I like Voss. Well, this will be last. Ooh, I like Voss. Uh, you want to save these for next week? Do, should we? We got to leave. No, yeah. we can do it now. First, first things first, I want to say a very special thank you to uh, Christian Cesaris who said, because one ghost for the entire group isn't enough, he sent us another DVD copy of Ghost. Thank goodness. So there's that. <laughs> How do I open this box? What's this? Uh, for those of you uh, listening to the box. podcast, uh, we accept uh, reader mail. <laughs> wow. It's literally a box of nothing. It is nothing. Oh that my is god! A box a person who has nothing, it's nothing. Uh, it's, it's, nothing. it's from a company called J. Let's, and it's let's just, say this one. This one looks nice. Okay. It's a little ball of nothing. Uh, that was from who's that from? No, no one. Amazon.com. Nothing from no one. No, it was, it was a podcast beyond mm-hmm. care of IGN. That's uh, us. Does well, you prep that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the contents of nothing. What's the sound of one hand clapping, the hole in the donut, the thing that goes bump in the dark, the sound of a tree falling in the forest when no one is there to hear it, like the sex. incident that no one talks about, the bashful achievement. All of that is sex. This product is guaranteed to do absolutely nothing. If something happens, return for full refund. I don't think we can return it. All right. Warning, nothing uh, ventured, uh, nothing gained. So, yeah, if you have uh, things Thank you'd you. like to send us that we will open and be very strange about, you can send it to uh, Care of Podcast Beyond at IGN, uh, 625 Second Street, 4th Floor, San Francisco, California, 94107. Also, really, really quick, uh, because you, everyone just one word, favorite villain, because I didn't mean oh, to yeah, interrupt sorry, that sorry. question. Um, Max said Voss. Uh, geez. Uh, didn't we just do, did we just ranked iconic villains? Oh, we just wrote like a top 10 oh, or top fiction, 100 villains. Gladys. Yeah. Gladys is up there yeah. for me. Gladys, Gladys is definitely is up awesome. there. Yeah, yeah in yeah, terms awesome of games. Um, Ganon throughout his... Granted, he's not really a character. I but don't think there's you been a good... I like, I like Pagan Man, even though Pagan you, don't, great. you yeah. don't really use him uh, for much. Yeah, I don't think there's been a super great Ganon as like a character portrayal. Honestly. I liked it when he was sort of like the Prince of the Desert and Ganon, yeah. as Ganondorf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah in cool. Yeah, I like yeah. the uh, the truck in the Uncharted series that's always chasing after Drake. I like the fat kid in Earthbound. Yeah, Pokey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, I, I just felt that interesting yeah. question. All right, no, so um, uh, I, I want to really quickly plug. Yesterday, I was on uh, PSI Love You yeah. with Colin uh, over at Kind of Funny. You can find that YouTube.com. Well, it's kind you of a games, right? It. So YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Yeah, yeah, we have two different channels. Yeah. It was 52. 52. Um, wow, congrats to those guys on 50 episodes or yeah, 52 yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can find you at Garfep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're at Agent Pizzle. Yep. I'm at McBiggity. You're at Max Scoville. Yep. Sign, uh, go to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. Yeah, it's yep. popping off and in there. That's where we get all these rapid fire questions. Yeah, and check out our YouTube channel because there's a bunch of stuff on there, like little Let's Plays and yep. fun things and uh, maybe a mystery. Who knows? That's youtube.com slash mystery. And we're actually, we're actually going to do – we're we're, uh, Andrew and I are going to play some Persona 5. That's right. Yeah, we have. Uh, so if you ever saw a series Marty and I did, uh, we played through we really Final Fantasy XIII Lightning Returns. We did a 20-part Let's Play entirely in Japanese. Oh, it uh, didn't go well. We did not get very far in that video yep. game in 20 parts. Uh, we'll be doing that again so for Persona. you don't speak Japanese. <laughs> yep. We'll be doing that again for Persona 5. Uh, not into spoiler territory. We'll probably just get through first time. Because we don't most. speak Japanese. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. Awesome. That's it. That's the end of the show. we got to get out of here before that man comes and makes that gesture at me. Dun, 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 dun. All right. That's that it. Life sure. is like a duck burger <laughs> here in Duck Blur. <laughs>